Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. Now here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the WAC Podcast, Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil, breaking down the end of the semester, the end of the year sports that we've got going on. Eric, you were at the softball tournament this past weekend. Congratulations to Seattle U on winning their second uh, championship and two in a row, pretty much. Yeah, congratulations to Jeff Eri, who we'll talk to in our second segment on winning their second consecutive WAC tournament championship. Like we talked about last week, Rachel, it uh, was a very good tournament, very competitive. Um, somehow we didn't go into extra innings in any of the games, but a lot of one-run games. Uh, we had an upset right off the bat. Utah Valley knocked off New Mexico State, and then, of course, New Mexico State then had to go through uh, the loser's bracket, I'm saying with air quotes here, uh, to get back to the championship, which they did. Uh, Grand Canyon played Seattle U in the first game, another one-run game, and then had to play New Mexico State. So they get bounced after two, playing the one and two seeds. Uh, Utah Valley then plays New Mexico State in the, in the bottom bracket after they lost to Seattle U, who then advanced to the championship. New Mexico State wins, and uh, uh, another, you know, Two, two really good teams there, Rachel. And Seattle, you jumped out to a pretty good lead on championship Saturday, but New Mexico State came back and 18 freshmen on that team for the Aggies. So that team will be back, uh, no doubt about that. But uh, uh, what, what a great tournament it was. And congratulations again to the Red Hawks who have six super seniors on the team, meaning they were seniors last year, came back to play another year. And Carly Nance, had the tournament uh, like she did the year before or two years before where she's the MVP only had two home runs coming into the tournament hits three during the tournament and was the ace on the mound for Seattle U who has uh, pretty much three different pitchers they can go to, but Carly uh, emerged as a go-to pitcher there as well. So what a great tournament uh, knock on, or I don't need to knock on wood anymore. Didn't have rain in uh, Seattle. Uh, this past week. So we were worried about that, uh, you know, just with the reputation, everybody told us there, Hey, you know, just cause we have this reputation, it rains all the time. Doesn't mean it rains all the time. And it was beautiful. 70, 72 degree weather. And even at night, even after the sun went down, it was still uh, pretty warm and uh, what a great job uh, the folks at Seattle, you did hosting this tournament. And then they get to the Red Hawks as the champion as well. Well, huge congratulations. Like you said to Carly Nance, she's two-time MVP consecutive, and that's the only time in conference history that that's happened. So huge shout out to her. Then you mentioned the rain, Eric, and you didn't have any rain. However, I was think down you'd have to Edinburgh. worry about rain, Rachel. I was down in Edinburgh, Texas, and we experienced a storm unlike any other. Everybody down at UTRGV told us that they'd never really experienced a storm like that because it's really hard for it to build. It just well, let's, let's back so, it up a little bit, Rachel. So Thursday, when we were looking at the forecast before you went down, Thursday, it looked like rain the whole time. But you get, you get good weather Thursday and good weather Friday, right? We had beautiful weather both days. Friday got a little hot. The humidity kind of kicked in and it was a little toasty. I got a sunburn. Uh, but <laughs> Thursday, beautiful weather. It would be it would get a little toasty and then it would cool off really nicely and it was fantastic. But yeah, then we go on to Saturday, championship day. We're getting ready to start up and here comes the rain and it downpoured. We got evacuated because of tornado warnings. It was just crazy. They had to use blow dryers, uh, like, uh, you know, the stuff they like the dryers they use to like push grass off after they mow the lawns. They oh, were yeah. using those yeah. to get the water off of the track. 
there was standing water. We couldn't do our broadcast because all of our cords were underneath the water and we didn't want to try and set them up and electrocute somebody. Right. It was crazy. We did get a broadcast going though. We did on Facebook live. Um, huge shout out to Brian Smith and Jonah Goldberg for, you know, just kind of rolling with the punches and they were having to talk extra loud into the mic and the iPad so we could use it, but I'm glad the parents got to see it. And that's all that really matters. But yeah totally different situation than what well, you had that and, and the uh you were there a little later than expected because of those delays right yeah we got I got back to my hotel or hotel at 12 30 and I had to be up at 4 30 for my flight the next morning <laughs> so I was a little tired needless to say but um yeah I mean after the storm passed we had gorgeous weather so I Totally, totally different than anything I've ever experienced, but also a lot of fun. <laughs> and I, I was told that was the first uh, tornado warning in that area in like 11 years. So it's not typical of, of that area either. And uh, they, they don't get a lot of rain, but I guess when they do, it's, it's uh, pretty uh, substantial. Yeah. And I seriously just couldn't believe like how fast everything flooded. And that was one of the major talking points they had was, you know, their drainage system isn't used to getting a ton of rain. So for something like that to happen and to have the thunder that like stuck around and lightning was just totally like unexpected for Texas. So and then but we made it, right? Uh, Grand Canyon coming away with the uh, the trophies, right? Yep. Grand Canyon came away with both of them. Huge congratulations to them. They had a pretty substantial lead for most of the uh, championship. So it was great to see. And a lot of people were trying to go for records and everything. And um, huge shout out to all of them for rolling with the punches too. And, you know, having to wait till the evening to run at seven o'clock at night and just kind of going with the flow. But um, yeah, huge congratulations to GCU. Maybe it was an omen uh, because coach flood is the <laughs> coach for Grand Canyon. Maybe that meant something. Oh my goodness. I wish I would have cracked that joke at him now, but yeah, uh, he walked away. Too soon probably on that. Oh my goodness. That one is definitely funny. And uh, Eric, we had another championship actually for a school who's not technically a part of the WAC yet, but is technically a part of the WAC and that's Sam Houston state. Yeah. Congratulations to the Bearcats on winning the FCS national championship Sam Houston State, one of one of the great uh, FCS programs in the country. They're going to be in the WAC next year, so we're very excited about that, Rachel. And they beat South Dakota State for the national championship on Sunday. And I, my my phone's blowing up. Uh, I'm getting all these texts. Hey, is Sam Houston? Is that the one that's that's joining the WAC? Yeah, it is. Yeah, we're gonna we got a national champion coming into the conference, so we're very excited about that. Not only adding football, but adding football at that level, and it was. Uh, a very, very good game, great game. Uh, came right down to the wire, Rachel, where there was a touchdown by the Bearcats with under a minute to go that uh, won the game for them. So, yeah, we're very excited to have football back in the whack and welcoming in a national champion. Oh, we love to hear that. Yeah, we need to put that in our Twitter bio for sure. I was on a plane when the game was going on, but I got on Twitter once we landed and saw all the excitement. So huge congratulations to them. I'll have to go back and watch some of the highlights now because that sounds pretty intense. Actually, I, I saw a replay of it uh, last night again on ESPN News. I don't know how many times they're doing it, but uh, it was on ABC, you know, so it's big time, you mm -hmm. know, audience uh, watching it. And then they uh, replayed it on ESPNU, I know, yesterday. So it might be, it might get replayed a again a time or two so people can check that out. Uh, keeping along the lines of football, Rachel, uh, a sad story to report in that Colt Brennan, who uh, held a number of whack passing records, uh, passed away this past week at the age of 37. Uh, University of Hawaii quarterback, anybody who remembers 
uh, the Rainbow uh, Warriors from back in that era in the, the mid-2000s. They'll remember Colt Brennan. He was a finalist for the Heisman Trophy twice, finished third, finished sixth for the Heisman, uh, was a two-year player there and actually started out his career at the University of Colorado. And uh, back when I was a uh, reporter slash uh, sports anchor guy, I went up to spring practice and there was a guy from Colorado Springs where I was uh, anchoring that was in competition to be the starting quarterback at CU. So I did a, a, a story on the starting QB possibilities for the buffs. And it was Colt Brennan, uh, Eric Greenberg, who was from Colorado Springs. And then Joel Klatt was the third guy who uh, people didn't know much about because he had played minor league baseball. And of course, Joel Klatt wins the uh, starting job and goes on to be a four-year starter for the buffs. And now is a uh, Fox sports analyst, probably one of the best analysts in all college football. Colt uh, transfers to a junior college and then to Hawaii and Eric Greenberg stuck around for a couple of years and then uh, uh, didn't finish his career uh, playing football at CU. But anyway, uh, just a sad story there. Uh, well, he had some substance abuse uh, issues talking about Colt Brennan uh, and uh, just uh, sad to see somebody pass away at that age. But uh, what a great uh, player he was in the WAC. 17 WAC records and our uh, thoughts and condolences go out to his family as well. Uh, yeah, sad, sad story, but we'll look ahead now to baseball with this coming up next week. We have the baseball tournament in Mesa, Arizona. I cannot believe we're saying that, Eric. That's crazy. I can. <laughs> it's, it's a whirlwind. Oh, my but goodness. Final week of baseball action. We have four series going on, and it's going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So mm -hmm. they have an extra day to travel to the tournament this week. And what a series we have, Rachel. We're going to have Grand Canyon and California Baptist, two teams tied for the WAC championship regular season right now, and they get to play the last series of the season. The pressure is on the line. I cannot wait to see who gets that title. And uh, for anyone who hasn't been keeping up, CBU is not allowed to participate in the tournament this year. They're um, not eligible with their transition rules. So GCU has automatically taken the top seed in the WAC tournament, which can huge congratulations to them as being the top seed. But I cannot wait to see who's going to win the regular season title. So we have that matchup. And then the 2-3 seed for the tournament is up in the air now between Sacramento State and UTRGV. Guess what? they get to play each other this week as well. So they, they should be able to determine who's two and who's three out of those two teams. New Mexico State's already locked in at number four. We have uh, Northern Colorado is going to travel to Dixie State. And then the other matchup is going to be Seattle U against Utah Valley. Now, Northern Colorado, Seattle U, Utah Valley, all vying for the five, six spot. One team's not going to be in the tournament. One team's going to be the five. One team's going to be the six. So another uh, thing to check out. So you want to see the WAC Digital Network Thursday, Friday, Saturday to see uh, who's going to be going to Mesa. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. And then last week, Eric, we had Gabe Lison on. He's the men's golfer from Utah Valley. And let's talk about him real quick because he's headed to the NCAA regionals after having a terrific game the other day. Great conversation we had with him last week. If you want to check that out on the archives, uh, Gabe Lison uh, went to Washington uh, his home state to finish out his career. He uh, shot a one over par 72 in the first round of the NCAA regional being played there in uh, uh, Clay Ellum, Washington. So uh, uh, as we do this uh, segment here, Rachel, I'm sure he's on the course right now, but uh, best wishes for a, a good finish for Gabe in the NCAA regionals. I know. So exciting for him. And then we also had New Mexico State. The team won the championship for the WAC, and they're out there in Albuquerque. And Garrison Smith is doing a phenomenal job representing the Aggies as well. 
Garrison Smith shoots a one under par in the first round of the Southwest Regional, which uh, is being played in Albuquerque. So not too terribly far from Las Cruces there. So Oregon is leading there. And uh, uh, New Mexico State, what a great uh, chance for them uh, to finish out uh, potentially the the, the season uh, not too far away from home. And uh, Garrison Smith, one of the best golfers in the WAC, uh, showing why shooting that one under on day one. It has been so much fun watching all of these athletes compete in all the different sports that we've had this season. And I cannot believe that next week we're going to be having our last blog podcast and then we head on to baseball, Eric. So it's been so much fun. I, I can't believe say we're here. Last whack podcast. We're, we, 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 we'll be doing for this the year the for the athletic season. We will be back <laughs> in the summer, everyone. Don't worry. Every Monday or Tuesday you'll hear from us. Don't worry. <laughs> that, that is true. And, uh, a busy summer ahead of us uh, too, Rachel, because, uh, you know, with football being added, uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, what we're going to do for a football media day uh, Mm -hmm. this summer. Uh, Also, you know, we add that to the mix with our other fall sports that just ended, you know, we're going to have soccer and volleyball back again. Then we we just got through with those a a week or two ago, it feels like. So it's going to be, as we said, a whirlwind uh, Mm -hmm. of uh, action, and uh, before you know it, uh, the fall sports will be back. Next up, we have Jeff Hirai from Seattle U University. Make sure you listen on to that part. And congratulations to the Red Hawks again on winning the WAC championship. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for over 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Eric Daner and Rachel Hill now joined by Seattle U softball coach Jeff Hirai. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing great. Just getting prepared for this weekend. I, I would imagine, Coach, uh, once again, congratulations on winning the WAC softball tournament. Uh, had a chance to be on a, on a call with you last week as we we're getting ready to do the broadcasts, and we knew it was going to be a tough tournament with only four teams in the WAC uh, qualifying for the tournament this year, and and you wouldn't get a break, and uh, it played out the way I, I would uh, think that you wanted it to. Is that uh, fair to say? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, we knew it was going to be a battle. Um, we all know each other very well. Um, uh, all the teams there were were fighting for it, and, and uh, we just got lucky enough to to come out on top. And and uh, I think the experience that uh, we have on our team kind of helped us get through that coach how sweet was it to win in front of your home crowd it, it was pretty special for sure um them yelling and screaming and starting chants and and all that it was it was a special time it was uh uh my first year we we hosted and it was definitely not like not like that so uh, with covid going on in in the pandemic um to have that atmosphere uh for our players was very special yeah. Yeah, coach, I was uh, looking back at the some of the broadcasts and I, I was surprised that, you know, I'm out in the truck, so I, I don't necessarily get to hear the fans and all that. So it was pretty loud. I mean, there was there was a fair number of fans. There. I mean, that was a great atmosphere. It was, um, you know, we talked about it, uh, you know, opening up the top and, and uh, we could only have so many in the bottom. And and uh, we decided that, you know, we, we want an atmosphere. So uh, kudos to our administration and to the WAC to to let that happen and 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 bring that atmosphere um, for these players and and for all the you know for all 
the whole WAC conference. Coach, you mentioned COVID. What was the most challenging part of this year, whether it be not having fans, not being able to do all the travel things that you normally do? What was the most difficult thing? Just not seeing each other and seeing our families. Um, you know, I, I hated being the cop of, you know, after a game, hey, sorry, put your mask on, like get, um, you know, stay distant. And, and, and I'm, I'm all, I'm all for that. It's just, it was hard. It's just a hard situation to have. And, uh, to, you know, at the beginning of the year, practicing in pods and, and their players don't even get to interact with each other as much. And, and uh, it was just, it was a difficult year and a half. And, and uh, I'm just proud of these, uh, these players that they just, they sacrificed so much to, and we all did, and every program did, but we sacrificed. I know, I just know my experience with my team and, and they've sacrificed a lot just to, to get where we are. Coach, you mentioned uh, when we talked to you last week, you had five super seniors back on the team. You call, call them super seniors, you know, yeah. that they were seniors we last year. Them, but yeah. Yeah, they came back. And uh, in this tournament, seemed like that, that, that experience really helped you guys, and especially Carly Nance. I mean, she was the MVP last time we had a tournament. She's MVP again. I think she only had a couple home runs coming in, and she hits, I think, three in the tournament. Plus, she, she was an ace on the mound, and, and it just seemed like those that uh, veteran leadership really helped you guys this week. We peaked at the right time. Um, we've, we said it, we, we said it all year that we just got to peak at the right time and just keep working and, and stay together. The mantra of the last three weeks is we, what really happened was I think we were at Tarleton after we lost to, to Tarleton, we all kind of looked at each other and said, you know, we have to do this together. And, uh, that was kind of every time we break a huddle it was it's together. And, and, uh, it wasn't like it was, a uh, you could just feel, um, that they meant it. And uh, our leadership has been awesome. And those super seniors, man, they, they carried us. And Carly is a big time player and she's fought through some injuries. And at the beginning of the year, we, we, don't, we didn't even know if she was gonna pitch the, at all this year. Um, and then we did some things to try to manage her and, and try to, we tried to build it to now. And, and now she's, you know, she, when she's in the competition mode, there's no one better around that you know she just goes out there and competes in the game against new mexico state you jumped out to a pretty decent lead seven to one how much did you rely on those seniors to keep the team very level-headed to just make sure that you would win the game we all knew it was funny because i didn't say much like the game before i got kicked out so i didn't get to do anything and um th this one they they did it themselves i was just basically a fan um they were they were on it they were talking to each other and like hey don't give up don't they're going to come back on us or keep the you know foot on the gas let's keep keep fighting keep doing what we're doing and and they they the the seniors really lead, led us to to that victory and, and to the championship for sure coach another key component from uh, this past weekend was the defense in particular on that championship saturday i believe you had three turn double plays and i just saw <laughs> A little while ago that Lily Garcia's uh, fantastic double play was uh, recognized by the NCAA softball as the number four softball play of the week. So your defense uh, seems to be really coming together right now. 
Yeah, we're, we're peaking at the right time at that too. Like we've been working on our defense and I know we have some offense, we got some speed and um, you know, we just, we've been working really hard of, of, of setting a tone in practice and, and uh, Lily's, Lily's play was like I told her was one, in the 16 years I've been coaching this sport is probably one of the best plays I've, I've ever seen in my, with my eyes and um, just the instincts of that. And it was very Jeter like, it was very like, unbelievable athletic athleticism um I I just saw it was two it was a rank four I was like wow that's pretty low like I was getting mad at my SID who was just on uh Brian that that should be on sports center I mean that was just an amazing just instinctive play and uh we have it where it slowed down and uh man it's just it looks sweet it was just a sweet play it was awesome Coach, I wish everybody could see the big smile that you've had multiple times on this call. How <laughs> proud are you of this team? Very proud. Um, my wife always tells me I, I need to smile more because um, it's just one of my, it's just my face. It's just what it is. I have my dad's face. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun. It's just been, uh, it's gratifying to see those see those players go through what the pandemic and go through this and not have a season last year and have our um, administration have our back to bring those super seniors back and to have that moment of holding up the trophy for them was that that's what makes me smile for sure. Well, coach, I know you always say a key component of your team is, is toughness. So maybe smiling and uh, being tough don't <laughs> equate. Is that, is that part of why you don't smile as much? No, I, yeah, I mean, there's, it's just my personality. It's, it's, I'm a fun loving guy. It's just, uh, you know, I come off as uh, kind of rigid and, and, and all that, but my players know that I love them and, and I'll do anything for them. And, um, you know, I, I, we've come a long ways with this program and, and it's due to those six seniors and, and the upperclassmen that, that got us here and the, and the people uh, all the alumni that supported us and, and the people that started, even Izzy, who's on my staff now, who was on my first team, you know, how proud she was to um, be a part of this and see how this has grown. Um, it's It's been fun, for sure. You'll play Michigan in the next game. As you've scouted them, I'm sure you've taken a look. What makes them such a dangerous uh, opponent? Well, Coach Hutch is a is a icon. Um, if I can do a, a quarter of what she's done for this, this, uh, for this sport, I, I've done something. Um, she's an amazing, I've coached against her many times and, and uh, um, they're just well coached. I mean, they, their coaching staff has been together for 20 plus years, um, longer than I've been in the sport. And uh, they, they do it the right way. They have great pitching, they have speed, they have power, they have it all. So we have our work cut out, but we're ready for them. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, prepare. We have a practice tonight and we'll prepare for them. And, and I, one thing I know about my team is we're going we're gonna to get after it and, and we're going to fight and um, whatever happens, happens. The Red Hawks will play Michigan uh, this Friday. Uh, they'll be in the Seattle Regional. So that's uh, kind of handy in terms of travel as the University of Washington hosting that and then Portland State being the fourth team in that, having that experience coach from two years ago, uh, which also was at the University of Washington and getting a win. Uh, wh what do you tell your team this week as you get ready for those NCAA playoffs? Same thing that we always do. Just go out there, 
and let's get after it and, and, and fight every inning, every, every pitch. Um, it doesn't really, I, and I, that was kind of our mantra together. It was, we weren't at the beginning of the year, we were talking about winning more. Uh, these last three to four weeks has about been, been about the process of, about us. It's not about what they're doing. Um, whoever's in that other dugout, we can't control what they're doing, but we can control what we're doing. And, and uh, they've really bought into just, you know, let's control what we control and, and get after it and, and give all our energy and, and, and be a star, star at our role and uh, see what the scoreboard will take care of itself. Well, Coach, thank you so much for hopping on with us. Congratulations again on thank the WAC you. Championship and best of luck this weekend. Thank you very much. And uh, thanks for everything that you guys did at, up here in Seattle for the, for the tournament. Thank you, Coach. That is Jeff Hirai, head softball coach at Seattle University. And thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACsports.com.